The Lifestylist, episode 121, featuring Dr. Dan Pompa. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. One of the coolest things about 2017 was the fact that I had so many opportunities to get out there and do speaking gigs where I could meet you listeners in person. So I'm continuing with that trend this year, and the first one is February 15th in Venice, California. So if you plan on being in L.A., come down and hang out. Now, all of my events, including this one, can be easily found and registered for at lukestory.com forward slash events. The event on the 15th is called Yoga Talks, and the concept of this is similar to a TED Talk, but it's a bunch of men and women talking about what it's like to become a young, older guy. As you pass 35, how do you remain young in mind, body, and spirit while accepting and embracing the aging process and the responsibilities that come with that? So it's about empowering men in their yogness, encouraging all of us to live a life of honorability, integrity, and authenticity. So it's a men's event with women included. So it's going to be really cool. So again, that's February 15th in Venice, California. Real easy to get the info. Just go to lukestory.com forward slash events. In other news, I'd like to remind you that every Tuesday, I'm putting out an episode just like this one. And next Tuesday is, of course, no exception with episode number 122 featuring my friend Young Pueblo recorded in New York City where we talk all about applying the principles of Buddhism to your daily life. Let's give a shout out to our friends over at longevitypower.com where you can use the code THELIFESTYLIST and save 5%. What do they do? Well, Longevity Power is one of my favorite superfood and herbal extract companies. They sell these big fat jars of bulk herbs. So they have Taoist tonic herbs from Asia, Ayurvedic herbs from India, the best stuff from all over the world. And what's really cool about them is their quality control. So all their stuff tastes delicious. It's super, super concentrated and potent, but it has no fillers or synthetic ingredients, preservatives, flow agents, GMOs, dairy, gluten, solvents, none of that nastiness. You got to be really careful when you're buying bulk herb extracts. Like if you just go on Amazon and be like, cool, I want to get some reishi. Dude, you're going to get played, especially with maca. Maca is very prone to mold and Christian Bates, the owner, created this stuff called Maca Bliss that they sell that is literally the most potent and delicious maca you're ever going to find in the world. So just for that alone, you want to get over to longevitypower.com and check it out. But don't forget to look at the Goji Joy, the Epic Rishi, the Hisho Wu, and all the other herbs that they sell. So once again, go to longevitypower.com, enter the code THELIFESTYLIST and save 5% off. You will not regret it, my friend. Part of my mission at the Lifestylist Podcast is to support innovation and companies that are really helping to encourage people to be healthy. And Health IQ is one such company. They're a life insurance agency that gets exclusive discounts based on your lifestyle and your level of health. So if you're someone that works out, 
does yoga, you're a cyclist, you're paleo, you're vegetarian, you lift weights, you're a biohacker, you can actually save money on your life insurance. It's a really dope new way to do things. And that's why I want to tell you about it. So if you want to talk to an agent to see if you qualify, you can go to healthiq.com forward slash lifestylist, or just get in touch with Health IQ. Use the promo code lifestylist and they are going to hook you up. 56% of Health IQ customers save between four and 33% on their life insurance just for being healthy and proving that they are. So it's definitely worth checking out. All your hard work as a biohacker can now pay off in the form of deep discounts on your life insurance at healthiq.com forward slash lifestylist. What's happening, my fellow cosmonauts? Here we are, January 30th, 2018. We made it, y'all. It is the new year. We're bringing the heat with some great episodes of the Lifestylist podcast. Today's show features Dr. Daniel Pompa, who is one of the world-renowned experts in all things detox. And this episode was recorded at the Bulletproof Conference right in the middle of the green room. So there's probably, I don't know, 75 people milling around. I managed to grab him for a few moments and uh, have a seat on the green room couch there. And we went just immediately deep into all things detox. And if you're going to learn detox from someone, Daniel is the guy you want to go to. He's the global leader in the health and wellness industry, travels across the country educating not just people but practitioners on the root causes of inflammation-driven diseases like weight loss resistance, hypothyroid, diabetes, chronic fatigue, autoimmune disorders, and all kinds of nasty conditions. And in addition to Dr. Pampa's expertise, he's also just really passionate about these subjects, having overcome serious neurotoxic illness and heavy metal poisoning himself using the cellular detoxification strategies that he now teaches. So he's a relentless self-experimenter like myself, and he's been studying, practicing, and teaching true cellular detox for nearly two decades. So Dr. Pompa's methodology runs counter to mainstream tactics, which usually focus on suppressing symptoms, and he really goes after the root cause of illness from a functional medicine point of view and really talks about healing. So it's fantastic stuff, and being some Someone who's really been into detoxing for a long time and have probably done it wrong a bunch of times too. I was also really excited to just sit down and pick his brain because he dude knows a lot of stuff. So here's a breakdown of what we cover in the interview. Detoxing from drugs, pesticides, and environmental pollutants. Why the way most people detox is ineffective and the limits of fasting, bentonite clay, saunas, things like that that people typically try to use to detox. The hidden dangers of mold and why buildings these days are so prone to it and also the best way to test your home for mold. Turns out some of the tests that you'll do for mold are actually not very effective. So we get the secret scoop on that per usual and the best whole house air filter that you can get. Why metal fillings in your head are so dangerous. How cellular inflammation leads to disease. How much your hormones actually affect your ability to detox effectively. The role fasting plays in detox and how to do it right. Why ketosis helps reduce inflammation. The fact that eating less makes you live longer. The hidden dietary neurotoxins and how to avoid them what being fat adapted means and how it helps you stay toxin free, the dangers of root canals, why some people are more sensitive to EMFs and how it relates to one's heavy metal burden, how we all get lead poisoning in the womb and what to do about it, 
the power of molecular hydrogen supplementation, something I did a show on a few weeks ago that I'm really into. We talk a lot about that, which is exciting stuff. And then the controversy with fish oil, DHA, and why some omega fats are bad for you. So there's a huge debate out from the different camps about the omega-6, 3, 9s, and how to keep them all in balance. And uh, Dr. Pompa has an interesting and sort of rare perspective on that. The importance of using toxin binders and why the ones most people use are ineffective. So we have all these means by which we detox, saunas, herbs, all of this stuff. And um, his system is a five-point system, and I think it's really intelligent. I'm wanting to learn more about it myself now that I did the interview and going back and doing these notes. I'm like, hmm, dude's really onto something here. And he has a very robust website, so I want to encourage you to go check that out. Uh, Dan also has a podcast, so he's just putting some really great information out into the world, which is fantastic. So I guess now is the time for us to dive into this interview with Dr. Dan Pompa. I want to let you know again that this was recorded in a backstage with tons of people. So the sound quality, I think it's decent, but it might not be up to my normal standards, which I think are pretty high. So thank you so much again for joining me. When you listen to this, if you're hearing stuff you like, please make sure that you share this episode with some friends. It's really important that we all get this information out. And without further delay, I now bring to you Dr. Daniel Pompa. Welcome to the Lifestyles Podcast, Dr. Pompa. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for finding time. So audience at home listening, we're of course at the Bulletproof Conference. There's a lot of activity in the background. Please <laughs> forgive the sound. We're grabbing any room we can get and we're, we're going for it. And so... I want to go ahead and dive right in here because I know we have limited time. You're speaking. Everyone's very busy here, including myself. Let's talk about detox. And later on in the interview, we're going to send people to your social media, your websites. They can find out your backstory. They can come study everything that you do, listen to your podcast. But I really want to focus in right here. When I got into all of this health stuff yeah. 20 years ago, I was a drug addict, okay? So I came oh, into well. this, yeah, like really gnarly, <laughs> gnarly Real bad shape. And so the first inclination I have is like, I need to get all this stuff out of me, you know? So I started doing bentonite clay. I started doing infrared saunas, huge colonic series, you know, two weeks at a time, every right. day, two hours a day, every kind of detoxing herb, green juice fast for 20 days, no food, water and juice, all of that kind of stuff. And it did the job to a degree, mm -hmm. but I still think 20 years later when I get my labs done... Yeah, you know, I still got heavy metals. Absolutely. Still, there's still some candida. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? After yeah. all these years. So, let's talk about your perspective on cellular detox and right. where people often fall short, just thinking they can have like a, mm -hmm. you know, a lemonade with some activated charcoal once a right. week and like become free of the toxins that we accumulate in our environment. Yeah, I mean, all those things you just mentioned. I think most of your listening audience would say, yeah, that's detox. Well, I've been coined for the term, well, you won't get well until you fix the cell. And really, in this conversation, you won't get well until you get upstream to detox the cell. And that's really where detox is. You know, when you speak to scientists about detox, they get that. For years, I taught how to fix a cell. And I even have a, my five R's of this roadmap to do that. But really, when you look at what's going on, what toxins are doing to people, why people don't feel well, despite 
what they're eating, all the amazing things. I, you probably have a really educated audience that's doing a lot of great things, but yet I still don't sleep well. I still don't have energy. I still have brain fog. Look, that's cellular dysfunction. So we know what's happening. Toxins are causing these cells to dysfunction. That's where we have to get. That's where the answer lies. That's where real detox is. So the colon cleanse, the, uh, you know, the infrared saunas, those are all great, but it's not real detox until you fix those cell functions. God damn. I always, <laughs> doing the show is a blessing and a curse because I always feel like I'm nailing it. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I added this thing. I got this thing. I got this thing. So many different modalities at once. Mm-hmm. And then still, I, it never fails that I meet someone like you and they're like, oh, that's good kid. Like that's a good start, but it goes deeper. It does. So if I'm doing the saunas and uh, liposomal um, glutathione and, and all of these things that I feel are pretty aggressive, where does that ability to detox end and what are the next steps? Yeah. Like I said, those things are fine in that downstream, we need those pathways to be open. Right. Uh, but, you know, just kind of walking through my five R's, I can give you yeah. some idea. Cool. Let's right? do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, I mean, R number one is you have to remove the sources. Okay. And okay. Let me explain. So, the, the, the toxin inputs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I, I think that's often ignored. For example, if you look at some of the big guys that why people are getting sick, people live in moldy homes today. They don't even know it. But if you've had water damage or your basement gets wet or you have humidity over 50, you've got mold issues. Right. Mold produces a biotoxin. It's one of the most lethal toxins on the planet. You've got to get out of the house. You've got to fix the house. You've got to remove the source. Or silver fillings. They contain 50% mercury. If you have those in your mouth, literally detox could actually make you much worse because eventually it'll start pulling the mercury from the filling. So we want to l- remove these toxic sources from our life. I mean, you might live downstream from where they're spraying pesticides. You know, that's a source. R number one. R number two, and I'll kind of quickly go through them and if there's cool. something that yeah, strikes yeah, you, yeah, no, stands out. Go for it. You know, R2 is a big part of how I got my life back and even an adopted son who, I, who was on the autism spectrum, but it's regenerating the cell membrane. We don't think of, and I don't want to lose your listeners here in too much science, but every cell has this lipid bilayer, this fatty membrane, but it attracts toxins, which drive inflammation. Inflammation is what causes all these diseases, but uh, you know we don't think of it as the cells being inflamed, but that's exactly what's happening. And then you can't move good things in the cell and bad things out. If you don't fix those membranes no detox really occurs. So if the cell membrane gets inflamed, that prevents nutrients from penetrating and getting in and prevents toxins from getting out? Absolutely. It's oh, one that's of the most, interesting. It's one of the that. most basic ways. It's called cellular fluidity in science. But if we don't re- fix that, you can't ever get to the point where you're going to have true, ha- you know, at least, uh, you know, thrive in health. Now, there's the mitochondrial membrane, and the mitochondria is where you make cell energy. That's how you think clear, and every function in your body really occurs. That membrane is very fragile. Toxins affect that. And if we don't fix that membrane, we'll never fix our cell energy. You won't fix your thyroid. You won't fix your adrenals. You won't even fix your digestion. So, which brings me to R3, actually, because that is restoring cellular energy. And, you know, I sat in a room with, uh, it was me, Joe Mercola, and, you know, we were around some of the brightest minds, uh, scientists in the world. And I don't remember how the conversation came up, but it was thriving over the fact that, no, real detox, you have to restore energy. And I jumped out of my chair because I'm like, that's my R3. You know, this is the key. But yet most of America, most of the planet is functioning with 
injured mitochondria, mitochondria that aren't able to produce normal amounts of ATP. So now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and you're downstream trying to do a colon cleanse or the juice cleanse. No, it won't work. You have to, <laughs> right, right. you have to, you know, get this, you know, restored energy into the cell. Now, look, we know epigenetics is a big word. Your listeners, uh, yeah, you yeah. talked about yeah, that. You okay. can go. I mean, All you right. can go to the you science. We got a okay. lot of biohackers right. listening. Okay. And if there's anything that I think is going over their head, you'll, I'll, you'll I'll definitely flag it. Okay. I'll make you translate. It. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> but fair we go enough. pretty deep on right. here. Yeah. So you know, look, whether it's a thyroid condition, whatever condition that uh, you have. Those genes can be turned on. Today, we know we're able to turn them off. But as I talked about the membrane, the key, you won't turn off those bad genes unless you fix that membrane. So yeah, it's how good things get in, bad things get out. R3, when your mitochondria makes energy, it makes toxins that have to get out. So you see every R kind of plays into oh, one Oh, so another. there's sort of like an exhaust system with the mitochondria? Absolutely. Well, the mitochondria like, like makes energy. Like any engine that yeah. makes energy. If you've we got, burned a you've fire. Got fuel and then you've got exhaust. Exactly. The cell has to get rid of the exhaust. Oh, cool. That has to happen in the membranes, right? So, and then Bruce Lipton, do you know who that is? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Biology yeah. of Belief. Biology of Belief, He's right? one of my target guests. I'm like manifesting, yeah. getting him on soon. I, I've been blessed to interview him myself. And, cool. you know, he talks a lot about the cell membrane. He was one of the first scientists that really showed that the only way to change that epigenetics to turn off that thyroid gene that obesity gene is you have to change the membrane so that's the important role and then also he talks about restoring the energy in the cell because the atp is also how you turn off the bad gene so there's our number two our number three and our number four is reducing that inflammation of the cell and there's a lot of things that i teach from the detox dietary that i think that's kind of the obvious you have to reduce the inflammation okay. and lastly just to get through them yeah. is our number five is reestablishing methylation i think a lot of people today are hearing of the mthfr gene like they, yeah. they feel cursed if they yeah. have it we can talk about that it's too. funny because i was going <laughs> to ask about this because when i interviewed jack cruz He's a big proponent of eating right. seafood. And I'm like, yeah, but the metals, the mercury goes, dude, if you methylate right, you don't have to worry about it. I wish it were so simple. Would you? I mean, I think, you know, he's got some very extreme opinions. Uh, I, yeah, I some agree. people yeah. like totally are on yeah. board. Some people think, you yeah. know, his things, there's holes in it or whatever. Yeah. But I was going to ask you about the mercury fillings because some people say like, yeah, one person can get totally destroyed by it because they don't methylate in a powerful way and others it might not bother so yeah, much but, so you know, methylation is one pathway right now okay mean, it's a pathway that does involve detox okay it's a pathway that you need to turn off bad genes i mean it's all part of it many people today are methyl depleted because any stressor can affect it whether it's physical chemical or emotional when the whole thing of like being able to look at these snips these errors if you will in these genes and they're, they're called SNPs. We thought, man, we are going to be able to take this to a whole nother level. And for some years I, I studied this very excited like most only to really find out that it's more complicated than that. So people have right. the homozygous genotype. It's almost like the dreaded genotype, you know, you'll never detox. And yet we find these amazing healthy people that get rid of toxins very successfully. What we've learned is there's so many other pathways that now we're discovering. Oh, there's really? so many other epigenetic 
things that happen Dude, that's that the, turn on this turn on that now we're going okay what really do that's we the know? crazy thing about this because like every couple of years i notice the trends in functional medicine and biohacking and all this stuff i'm like oh okay we finally discovered this yeah. thing now we're good and then six months later it's like oh psych yeah there's another uh, level and another level ad infinitum right yeah look believe me i'm so slow to jump on the wagons now because you've learned i mean i've been doing this 20 years and you kind of learn okay <laughs> you know let's wait till things catch up because we might learn something more back to the basics remove the interference at the cellular level the body does the healing it does the innate intelligence is amazing what it's able to do but you're you know you're right We, we have to remove these things that are interfering with the body doing what it really knows how to do. If we stick to that principle, we seem to we seem to nail it every time. So then, you know, the debate may come of like, how do we do that, right? So, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, that's, that's funny that you, that you frame it that way because when I very first got into this, the first guy that I found out about was an herbalist named uh, Dr. Richard Schultz. He's got a company called the American Botanical Pharmacy at Marina Del Rey, and he's an old school American him. herbalist. You know, he was studied with Dr. Christopher. He's just He's an old school guy, fasting, liver cleanses, gallbladder flushes, uh, colon health, all of that stuff. Um, definitely not like on the scientific, but his whole thing was that in order for the body to heal, that you have to do two things. You have to stop doing whatever it was that made the body sick I agree 100%. and give the body whatever it needs to heal. Yeah. And it was like so simple. Yeah, and that was true, the, true basics. You know, <laughs> that was the original framework of my journey. And then, but again, well, how do you do that then? Right. Then you go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, what are the things that are, you know, suppressing our immune system or that we're being, um, you know, toxified by, right. right? And then all the different methods of detoxification and all of the different pathways right. now because to me i'm always just like oh well you got to get the toxins out of the organs and then they all dump into your colon and then you got to clean the colon and you're good you know, yeah. that was like you know yeah. my very macro version well, of there's it there's truth to that though right i mean you know when you look at what i've defined for training doctors that's part of it right but you still have to go upstream to the cell because that right. that is where the epidemic is you know you look back at a gentleman named otto warburg the turn of the century, early 1900s. Yeah, he yeah. literally back then defined what was going on with cancer. It's a metabolic disease, meaning toxins are affecting the mitochondria. The mitochondria now aren't functioning normal. They start to be able to produce energy or use glucose, if you will, in the presence of oxygen, which is not normal, right? So you have this respiratory problem, and then they start duplicating. And now a cancer cell is a cell that's able to just use sugar as an energy source, not burn fat. It does it in the presence of oxygen, which is abnormal, and then they start duplicating. That was Otto Warburg, turn of the century. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so, but it started. And that's when cancer wasn't even very prevalent. No, absolutely. But he identified this. And now a gentleman who I've interviewed, and uh, you should interview as well, is uh, Thomas Seyfried. He wrote a book now, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease. Toxins are affecting the cell, and this is why people still don't feel well, despite doing all these amazing things today. Arguably, the outside air is cleaner, but we're being exposed to certain toxins called neurotoxins like never before in our food, in our skin, what we're rubbing on. I mean, everywhere, amalgam fillings, vaccinations, a lot of things that, you know, right under our nose, right under our own roofs, the way we're making chemicals today in our carpets, flame retardants, attacking our cells causing cellular dysfunction, disrupting the very detox pathways. If you don't fix the cell, you won't get well. You know, and that's the point. People that can withstand a lot of stressors, toxins, chemicals, physical, emotional, they have good functioning cells. So ultimately, if we can get our cells to do the right thing, that's the key. Then downstream, 
we do have to pay attention to how these toxins leave. So that's when, yes, cleaning the colon, so to speak, getting the liver to open up, then we can have those conversations. But the scientists get it. If we don't get that cell working, you're not going to get your life back. Right. And so this is really, I guess in a broad way, you could say getting to the root of the problem and to put it in simplistic terms. It's like, yeah, cool. I like how you use the terminology downstream. So it's like, that's almost the low hanging fruit of detoxing, right? It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Have a green juice. Have, like I said, the charcoal lemonade or whatever. It's like, wow, go to yoga, sweat, do a sauna, but going like further upstream to the root of it at the cellular level, meaning like the, you know, micro focus really zooming in to the core of it. So how do we do that? You mentioned like, um, increasing our ability to methylate. What are some of the practical things that people can do other than just becoming aware of how we're bringing toxins into the body, but how do we start to detox at that level yeah you know i, I mean does like is there any point in doing infrared saunas or are you yeah, still not i know i think in there? there is i mean i'm i'm a fan of infrared saunas right yeah I and mean, it opens up another downstream pathway the okay. skin right and okay. even can you know help the mitochondria i mean there's some things that it absolutely does but as you go through my five r's right yeah. you know where you you have to fix that membrane there's certain fats that literally people aren't paying attention to today that actually I would say saturated fat and cholesterol. If I asked your audience, which are the two worst fats of all, they would probably say those, but they're the two that actually stabilize that membrane and they're very important. So like hormones, where fat, good fats are the precursor to hormones, right? Isn't that sort of the building block of hormones? Are they also then it the is. building blocks of cells and, and creating Absolutely. a healthy cell wall? That's right. It stabilizes. Ah, it gives cool. structure to that membrane that is so fluid. So how does a vegan do that? Well, they can. They because, can? you know, I actually... This is the thing I, 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 I always could, trip on because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I think of fats, I'm like ghee, lard. I mean, that's what I go to. I right. mean, I get MCT oil, brain oct- you know, Dave's brain octane oil, uh, coconut oil, avocado. But I'm like, seems like there's a lot of good fats from the animal kingdom and they seem more scarce when it comes to, yeah, I mean, you look, know, a plant-based I, First diet. of all, I'm a believer in many diets. Matter of fact, I've yeah. written many articles, uh, something I call diet variation, where it's, I believe, it's very important to actually shift diets. I utilize ketosis, low-carbohydrate diets in helping people. However, I'm also a believer in healthy, high-carbohydrate diets. If someone goes vegan or vegetarian for a period of time, I believe it's very beneficial. I did it for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It helped me. For for a a period, it was really good. I just say, if you stay in it too long, you could actually develop uh, certain deficiencies, etc. I believe the paleo people could do the same thing. They could eat too much protein and end up aging prematurely. I mean, so I think it's really important to switch diets. Every healthy culture on the planet was forced to do so. Today's the only time in history that we're able to stay on the same diet. I think it's not good. Well, I think, isn't that sort of like the fallacy of like a paleo diet when you go into Whole Foods and find the paleo section, it's paleo granola or whatever, right? And I eat some of that stuff, but I think about ancient peoples, like you ate whatever was around. It might have been like bugs, you know, at one point, and then it's certain plants and roots and certain animals and eggs and fish and all sorts of weird stuff. But it was, especially for those peoples that migrated, to different areas and different ecosystems, 
and with the seasons, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, and there was a diversity of food, whereas now my friend Daniel Vitalis, he's really big on this concept of rewilding, you know, it's like beyond paleo. It's like before <laughs> that, you know, or whatever. But he talks about how you go in the grocery store and you go to the vegetable section and you have broccoli and kale and arugula and this and that, that they're all basically there's only 10 species in any given vegetable section when you go down to it because they've all been sort of um, bred to have less medicine in them and they're all kind of hybrid plants whereas when you eat in wild those plants are much more diverse and so we have a much less and less diverse diet yeah it's true even if we're you know if we're plant-based or paleo or whatever we're only eating like basically the same 20 foods over and over and over again our whole life. I mean, imagine this, Luke, right? I mean, then people, they typically eat eight foods. If you're a paleo person, a vegan, a vegetarian, it's eight foods. You know, if you're the vegan, you're just eating eight different foods than this guy, right? Right. It's the worst thing to do. Right. Varying your diet is what cultures were forced to do. The microbiome, your good bacteria in your gut, literally when you change your diet, it changes. And it's one of the healthiest things you can do. It's, it's forcing your body to adapt. And I call it hormone optimization. So when you make dietary shifts, you get this hormone optimization. Your growth hormone goes up. Your microbiome changes. Your hormones change. And it's, we know that it's more important than ever we thought to switch your diet. So I won't get into the conversation. I can sit there with a vegan, a vegetarian, and be like, you're right, you're right, you're right. You yeah. know, it's like... But, I like that yeah. approach. Yeah. I mean, I interview people that are very polarized. I interviewed a ardent vegan the other day and he was like ketosis gives you cancer it's good to eat tons of fruit sugar it's good you know like everything was diametrically opposed to a lot of people that i've interviewed like you that are doctors and phds he's he's a smart guy but he's not a doctor he's like oh no you just don't know chemistry dude and i'm like yeah but i've interviewed all these people that make sense too but he made sense in some ways as well so i'm like i don't yeah. know so there the is guy a guy going hey they're all right the, yeah there the, is the I change like that. is the key i the like change that. is the key yeah and again i'm i'm not so smart i'm just looking at ancient cultures right yeah. the healthiest people on the planet they all were even the eskimos the moment they had carbohydrates they went for it you know they were in ketosis then they went for it and i had right. i had time with one of the last hunting gathering tribes in africa this is where I saw that, right? I mean, it's like I saw a variation, but I saw them intermittent fast. I saw the men eat one time a day, but it was a three-hour meal. I mean, I saw wow. some things that were really different right. of right. a culture that didn't have disease, you know? Yeah. So, Well, if you think about a hunter-gatherer, right? So say it's like winter and they're eating a lot of animal fat and a lot of animal protein, right? And then spring comes and there's all these plants and maybe one day they find a beehive and they harvest a bunch of honey and everyone's like, ah, eating tons of sugar. Absolutely. But then they don't get that carbohydrate, that sugar for a while because they don't find another beehive. That's right. In their little, you yeah, know, five mile radius where they roam around and move their tents or, you know, their teepees oh, or they're, whatever. They're you know? human. The moment they find the sweets, they're going to yeah, exactly. eat it for as long as they could. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they're going to pound it yeah. all. When they're those, not storing it up when for those the berries were ripe, they were making everything with berries. And right. believe me, they were eating it. But right. winter, winter came or the season changed, lack of food. So diet variation, okay. a.k.a. Okay. feast, famine, cycles. So uh, to bring this full circle, right? Yeah. What I teach is a multi-therapeutic approach, right? My detox at the cell is part of what I teach, but ancient healing strategies is another part of this multi-therapeutic approach. So using fasting, diet variation, these strategies is really part of what it takes to get well today and, you know, with all the toxins. So fasting is a big topic that we could, we could yeah. probably talk another hour on that because yeah. there's a lot of controversy there. But I'll tell you, you know, my doctors, we would never 
be able to get the people well if it wasn't for the cellular detox and these fasting and feast famine cycles that we do. And so how does someone intelligently integrate the feast famine cycles into their modern life? You know, for me, I think I'm like in cyclical ketosis just because the way I eat just makes that happen. I do intermittent fasting, not mm -hmm. because I plan it. It's just... Me too. I eat a high fat drink in the morning, maybe mm -hmm. a bulletproof coffee or some herbal elixir, and then I'm just not hungry until three o'clock, yeah. four o'clock. And then I eat whatever, I don't know, green mm -hmm. smoothie, some meat, whatever I happen to eat. And then I stop eating at a certain point at night and I don't eat again until three o'clock the next day. So I'm, I'm doing that, but it's not because I'm trying. I think for me, what I'm lacking is the diversity. I'm, I really don't like eating. It's a hassle to me. It's like an interruption yeah. to my productivity and creativity. It's just like going to the bathroom. It's just a hassle. So I tend to eat the same five foods over and over again every single day. Because you can. Uh, so if you yeah. were in the wide, you'd be forced to. But, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, so how does someone get... You're a great distinction because okay. I, I would agree with you, with me. But okay. our cells are doing the right thing. Meaning your cells can only use two things for energy, sugar or fat. Healthy cells have the ability to go back and forth, use both. When we're not eating, our body immediately starts using our fat stores for energy. And we're not hungry. We have perfect insulin and glucose levels. The average American, most Americans, unfortunately is the opposite is true. Their cells are broken and we can, toxins are playing that role. Remember, this is a cellular yeah. issue. Yeah. So now hormonally, they're not able to use fat as energy. So it's sugar. So their body only has two choices. Number one, give them a craving that they can't resist. That's why most people are going, they can't, they're always looking for food. Every two hours they want to eat. They Every two hours they're putting. Do you know the average? It's so annoying hanging around people true. that are still living on glucose. I read this. and Because it's all I, they talk about. Where are we going to get lunch? It's true. You got a menu. Let's order. Who's picking it up? I'm like, when I first started, really bulletproof coffee is the first thing. I just stopped eating. I stopped being hungry. And then I was like, oh, my God, everyone's obsessed with eating. It's, it's so irritating. It is. It is irritating. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh my God. I'm like, how possibly could you be wanting to eat? Because they're yeah. broken. I read this. I, I even had trouble believing it. The average American eats between 17 and 21 times a day. Now, what they're talking about is the handful of nuts. Because if you ask them, they'd say, oh, I only eat three times. You know, it's like, watch right. them, handful of nuts, sugar up, insulin up. Every time you spike glucose and insulin, you're aging. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, so the key to anti-aging is don't eat less often and you have perfect glucose and insulin and you live longer. But the point is this, when your cells, when you're not eating, have the ability to burn fat, you go without food and you're fine because your body's feeding from itself. That's the key to staying lean, healthy, long. So you're 100% right, but it takes people some time to get there. So when we get these very sick people who are fatigued all the time, the first thing we have to do is get their cells using fat as an energy source. And by the way, something I shared from stage yesterday, toxins, neurotoxins are the biggest reason why people are not able to use fat as an energy source because toxins drive inflammation. Okay, I'm gonna give you one example. Yeah. Every cell of your body, and I'm doing this and your viewers can't see yeah. this, but I'm- He's I'm, putting I'm, his hands <laughs> together to make up the shape of a ball with yeah. his, his fingers interwoven. Yes, but now the fingers are coming out of that ball. Those are okay. receptors. Okay, let's just yeah. describe it. Your okay. cells have these receptors all out of the cell membrane, okay? Toxins come in and they attach to that membrane. They drive inflammation. Those receptors, those little antennas to your hormones get blunted. Now, your cells can't hear, let's say thyroid hormone. 
okay? And we could talk about any hormone. We could talk about insulin, estrogen, testosterone, but thyroid hormone has to get its message in the cell so you can burn fat and, you know, feel good. So when that inflammation blunts that receptor, now it doesn't hear the hormone. Here's the problem. Your blood work could look normal, but your thyroid hormone is not getting its message in the cell. What? Makes sense. Now, follow it again. Let's say... That's scary because I'm waiting for some blood work results right now. <laughs> let's say finally your blood work does go off, okay? Now your doctor gives you thyroid hormone. Your blood work then looks normal, but the cell's inflamed and it's still not getting its message in the cell. So now your blood work looks normal because of the medication, but you still don't feel well. See the problem? Yeah. Hair's still thinning, dry, brain fog, low energy. The point is, we've got to get the cells hearing the hormones. Once you do, now your cell uses fat as energy. Our cells are very good at using fat as energy. That's not most of America. Therefore, they need to eat constantly because it's sugar, sugar, sugar. And then here's the other problem. So let's say you're strong and you don't give in to the craving. I'm not going to do it. Now, because it's only able to use sugar, it breaks your muscle down into sugar. It's called gluconeogenesis. And then what happens is now you're losing muscle and gaining fat. I call it skinny fat. Yeah. So one way or the other, obese, skinny fat, the bottom line is it's a broken cell driven by toxins most often, and the cells aren't able to use fat as energy. That's an epidemic. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about a company that's very cool that I recently discovered called Health IQ. They're a life insurance company that helps you save money on your life insurance policy based on your health IQ. So based on your lifestyle, diet, and all of that. So imagine if you saved money on your car insurance because you're a good driver, right, as you should. Well, Health IQ saves you money in your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. It's really dope. So to check it out and to see if you qualify, go to healthiq.com forward slash lifestylist. You can save yourself a substantial amount of money. In fact, 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance policies. Really cool stuff. I want to support these guys. They are innovators. They're doing something very cool for the community. So go to healthiq.com forward slash lifestylist to see if you qualify. Aside from the toxins interfering with cellular function, what about EMFs, blue light, all of that sort of you know, environmental toxins that is not chemically based, just, I guess you call it like energetic toxins, lack of sunlight, yeah. all of that. It's a new problem. It's a new toxin. I talk about the big ones that are making people sick, right? And even patients that come to my doctors, uh, they typically got sick from heavy metals, mold, or hidden infections, Lyme, root canals, and then- the cavitation. Right. Yeah. Then they become very sensitive then to EMF, where now- they can't be around computers, cell phones, even refrigerators. Right. Because their body's not adapting now to any stress. And even the EMF sensitivity, which does, it causes a lot of disruption at the cell. Even part of this epidemic of new toxins is EMF. Of course, we're bombarded by false lights. Who is the most sensitive to it? The people who are already challenged by these big guys. The big toxins, they're loaded with heavy metals. They live in moldy homes. They might have a hidden infection like Lyme disease. Now they become the canaries in the coal mine. I was that person. Yeah. 
I am too. Yeah, <laughs> I became well, that funny, person. It's funny you mentioned Lyme disease because I talk about it on the show a lot and people email me different solutions and stuff. But my mom's had Lyme disease for, I mean, 15, 18 years. It just wrecked her life. It's just horrible, horrible issue. And nothing, you know, the antibiotics don't work. Herbs don't yeah. work. Like nothing really gets in there and does the job. Maybe symptomatic relief here and there, but not really like a final solution where that was a thing of the past right. and she can become symptom-free. For me, I've got a really heavy load of lead. Every time I do a hair analysis, blood test, and the challenge urine test, like lead off the charts, mercury kind of goes up and down on my testing. Sometimes it's a bit higher, sometimes lower, but the lead's always just like off the charts and the functional medicine doc is always like panicked when they look at it. And I'm like, oh, take more saunas. It never goes down. Uh, listen, you, know? you just hit a home run. You didn't even hear my talk yesterday, but <laughs> I. It, but it sounds like you did. Here, here's what your listeners. I was busy running around recording. No, no, and yeah, I mean, I'm not, not saying that in a negative yeah. way because you were busy. But yeah. I say it in this way. It's like, wow, it, it seems like you did hear it yeah. because your listeners need to listen to this because the number one source of lead for all of us was our mothers. We and they and their grandmothers grew up in the lead generation. Gasoline, paint, it was everywhere. The dishes were, I mean, every one of us were loaded with lead. Now, you got it, your highest dose from your mother. So my wife, who's sitting over there, wow. she was loaded with lead. from my blood being made of her blood Here, when I was... Here's how. Okay. Most of the lead is stored in the bones. Okay, so that's just where it, most of it ends up. It's a protective mechanism for the body. Otherwise, it's going to go end up in the brain, which is very, very damaging. It ends up stored in the bones. Women lose bone during pregnancy. It's normal. Problem is, is out comes the lead in oh. utero. So from stage yesterday, I showed study after study of how it goes from mom to baby in utero. Now, we start vaccinating the kids. They get other exposures. By 2032, it's estimated that one in two kids are going to be on the autism spectrum. <laughs> now, you mentioned mercury. Yeah. I, the Durash study, Tagum study shows the number of fillings that mom has, those fillings, amalgam fillings that contain 50% mercury, those silver dark fillings. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wondering what I'm talking about, look in the mirror. Those fillings contain 50% mercury, but the number of fillings that mom has is proportional to how much mercury on autopsies, so very accurate, that they find in the baby's brain. So that's where it started. You hit wow. it. Your lead in mercury started, and here's the problem. You said the mercury's up and down. Yeah. It's because at times coming out of your nerve tissue, out of your brain. When we get these very sick people, and people just oftentimes it just they have some brain fog starting, the key is getting it out of the brain. So I said you have to detox the cell to get well. Yeah. But specifically, you have to detox the brain cells to get well. And my detox is there's a preparatory phase where we prepare the cell and the downstream pathways, as we mentioned. Then there's a body phase where we're just trying to clear the body to set up concentration gradient. And then lastly, there's the brain phase. Most of us need multiple brain phases. And my passion and goal has been to teach doctors and the public. That's what I was doing here. We need the do brain phases, all of us, just because of what we inherited from our parents, for goodness sakes, let alone our own exposures that end up sending us into this perfect storm. Now you get a diagnosis, but you don't want to wait for that. I mean, we want to thrive, right? We want to turn off these bad genes. 
the detox has to be done at the cellular level, but we need to get it into the brain because that's the problem. That's very interesting, Doc, because I've never heard anyone make the correlation from being passed down from mom. And I actually never really even thought about the embryonic fluid, like everything that we're made of is essentially coming from the mother's body, right? I Absolutely. mean, your entire material protoplasm as an embryo is being formed from whatever your mom is at sure. that particular time. Oh, you know, I, the, the one because I think about I always think about breastfeeding. I'm like, oh, the mom better be like fully detoxed because of well, the. What happens there too? I showed but that. But I never even <laughs> made the correlation. Like before that In even utero. happens, right? Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah. Wow. So, what are some hardcore detox? Right now, you and I are both drinking my newest biohack, which is molecular hydrogen. Yeah. This company, Vital Reaction, I talk about it on my show and social media all the time. People are used to it. But I'm finding things like this that like are really, I haven't you know, done lab tests and things like that around it, but are moving the needle in terms of my energy. So mm -hmm. let's talk about the hydrogen piece. Yeah, I mean, it, I've watched this technology evolve from these devices that did an okay job, some hydrogen, not really, to we had to put it in, we had to seal it, to now where we can just put a tablet in here and drink away, which is, you know, much easier. But, you know, as science evolved, I, you know, I, I spoke to a guy named Martin Paul, and uh, I've interviewed him many times, and he's even spoken at some of my seminars. And, you know, he really defined something called the no-ono cycle, and it's this inflammation cycle that feeds back into itself. Hydrogen has some unique things that it can do at the cell. First of all, its ability to go right into the cell and even in the mitochondria and shut down one of the most really poisonous reactive oxygen species. We call them ROS. And it's, these are hydroxy radicals. These things cause inflammation. And I've been saying inflammation is the big problem. Hydrogen has a way to shut that down. You talked a little bit about the EMF sensitivity. Martin Paul feels that hydrogen perhaps has a way to really affect this calcium channel, which is linked to some of this oversensitivity. So hydrogen, I think, is going to be a really unique thing that's evolving in our understanding. So one of my goals for the hydrogen is I have a group of doctors. We want to study it. We want to look at it in some of these really challenged patients and really see, is this something that we really could make a massive change in this epidemic of toxic people. So I think we're gonna find out. But right now, you know, studies are really encouraging that it's something that can really make a difference in the cell. And do you think that the hydrogen then, because of its high antioxidant potential, is something that's gonna help the cell detox? Specifically, uh, no doubt. remember the five R's, right? Because I mean, it gets in and it gets, it's a really ab tiny absolutely. molecule, so it's able to get in and out of the cell absolutely. wall, right? R number four was reducing inflammation. And yes, it would play a role there. R number three is restoring cell energy would play a role there. So, I mean, we can look at it and arguably even at the membrane. So, yeah, I mean, the cool thing about it is it does play a role in, in most of the five R's. What about ozone? Is that something that's part of any of your protocol or recommendations? You know, ozone has some unique characteristics. I mean, it's an oxidant, actually opposite. Right? I mean, it, it literally is an oxidant. Like pro-oxidant. Right, but it can, that oxidant can stimulate the immune system to do the right thing. Prolozome therapy is a therapy yeah. that, you know, there's some different nutrients and sugar, and then you put ozone behind it, and then it, it creates this inflammatory reaction where the immune system gets I've excited. I've done that. It works. Yeah. I mean, it's I've a, done yeah. that. It, depending on where you get those shots, it can really hurt. I had it, oh, in, yeah. I had it in my hip joint. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. That, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> you you limp for a couple days, Yeah, because sure, yeah. the needle has to go so far, and I literally was watching this needle just disappear into my hip 
socket. Yeah, it was like, pro- wow. Um, probably wasn't yeah. good to watch. They could get like woozy just watching. Yeah, it was a mistake. But, but I, I'm like a biohacker, so I'm always like Instagramming <laughs> that stuff. But sometimes I'm like, I, I'm a, yeah, that one I should. I'm a have biohacker watched. myself. I actually inject myself with things. You do? Yeah, oh yeah, I have no problem. That's the cool with that. thing about being a doctor. You know, <laughs> you have access to stuff like that. So what else other than like the hydrogen and the ozone? What's the next level stuff that we're discovering? You know, you I, know. I, I almost I almost want to pull back with this topic, but I just can't. Okay. I respect Jack Cruz. I know yeah. he's, you know, Mr. Fish Oil. Yeah. But I think you're going to hear for years I'm not a proponent of fish oil. Fish, no problem. Yeah. Right? I'm so I'm not negative DHA, fish oil, EPA. Yeah. However, some of the newer studies are showing that the amount we need is far less than we think. I'm probably gonna get an email from Jack. But um <laughs> but I believe that we're really wrong on that. I think that we need far less. I think the problem when we look at these cell membranes, which is a big problem of why people don't feel well, it's the omega-6, the denatured, the adulterated omega-6 that really is the problem. Omega-6 really makes up more of the structure and integrity and the health of the membrane, the omega-3. We need omega-3. We need DHA, however, far less than we thought. The omega-6 in quality omega-6 makes a bigger difference in sick people. Now, that's my clinical experience. Interesting. I did a show. And where do we get, like, what you call, just for lack of a better term, good omega-6? Because I think of omega-6 in, like, non-grass-fed cows, like uh, Mm -hmm. the inflammatory omega-6 from them eating corn and soy and all the shit they're not supposed to eat. That's right. And then all the seed oils, the canola oil. All like bad, all right? Of, all, all bad omega That's the right? problem, right? Okay. Those omega-6s are why we have a cell membrane inflammation issue. I right. mean, they're horrific. So getting quality omega-6, I mean, eating nuts, seeds, I mean, Mediterranean diets are loaded uh, okay. with omega-6. Um, well, it's a monosaturated, oh, okay. but still good. You still okay. need those. I interviewed um, a doctor who, he's part of a product called Pureform, right? And... It doesn't have any DHA or EPA, no fish oil. And it's these fats, mostly omega-6s, and they're in a capsule that has nitrogen in it to protect them. That's one of the products. And I use another one called Vista, which is another omega. It's a four-to-one ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. Pure form is a two-to-one ratio. Far different. When you're taking fish oil, it's all omega-3. So the problem is, is he talked about the science of how omega-3 and fish oils can destabilize the cell membrane, making it too fluid. There's more and more science showing this. Now, I was emailed after I did this interview, and it's on my podcast. I was emailed by one of the scientists. His name is Brian Peskin. Professor, oh, yeah, Professor Peskin. Peskin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor. he's the MIT grad. Uh, yeah, you know, he's the guy. Really, he's like all about the omega-6 ratio, and he's, he's in direct opposition to everyone absolutely. else that says it should yeah. be more omega-3. Listen, I didn't even meet this guy, I remember and I was in agreement with him. From you know, I, this I did a lecture. Some uh, I, but he had a product years ago that I was buying too. That was like you know a non-rancid seed oil of some kind that was really high in omega six. Yeah, he tries to stay away from the product because he is yeah, just a yeah, science yeah. guy, you yeah. know. But anyway, I, you know, he sent me a bunch of studies, and I, I yeah. spent weeks going but through what did, it. But, what did you make of that? Are you on board with him? Well, I'll tell you, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know I, if he was just kind of a 
you know, like Jack Cruz to some people is very inflammatory. Jack Cruz is over here. Peskin's over yeah, here. Yeah, but you, but <laughs> those guys are like so enthusiastic and so sure about their particular position, you know, that it's it's like it's hard not to buy in because you're like, God, man, yeah, the guy's so passionate. Absolutely. They have the data. They have the studies. So it's like, oh, I don't know. Who do you believe? Yeah, you know? right. Well, you know, I was already coming from a point of not a fish oil fan. Yeah. You know, I did a lecture. I had to give a lecture about the topic to doctors. And I was always a believer in somewhere between a one-to-one ratio of six to three to a six to one, you know, as being what's in nature. Let's copy what's in nature. And fish oils, knowing they're polyunsaturates and they can denature very quickly. I was never, never, ever a fan. And clinically, I would give people these oils. There would seem to maybe be some benefit, but it ends up causing more stimming in autistic kids. One of the things we did as a doctor group, always take them off their fish oil. We immediately saw benefits. So we knew there was some problems from a clinical wow, aspect, right? So looking at the science when I did this lecture, I came across with, okay, short term, if you get a non-somehow rancid fish oil with some butter oil in it, like Western Price said to right, protect it, right. you know, that would be a good right. thing. After reviewing some of the stuff that Peskin sent me, now he claims to have looked at all 15,000 fish oil studies, whatever that odd number is, right? And I, you know, I have no reason not to believe him that him and his team did that. And he basically went through and showed why these studies are not good. And, you know, he basically the first thing I did is threw out the ones that had a vested interest, <laughs> you know, then yeah, it narrowed yeah, yeah. it down to this. And then, yeah. of course, then being a scientist himself, you're able to look at a study and say, this is what's good. This is what's bad. Here's where it went wrong. But after looking at the studies he sent me, after kind of looking at some of his things that he did, I'm really now, I've come even further to his side. Wow. In the sense that- wow. I'm not taking fish oil ever again. Interesting. Yeah, myself. Interesting. Yeah, so wow. that, there is. That's my opinion. You know, we'll upset some people. You're going to get some emails, but that's what makes your show so good. No, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, dude, like I said, I, I interview, you know, staunch vegans to people that never have touched a vegetable. You know, it's like, I'm all for bringing everyone in. It's a yeah. very inclusive party here on the Lifestylist podcast. Yeah, that's great. But yeah. I do want to ask you something in terms of the oils, because something I've been onto lately is a product called MitoLife, and it's an algae oil. It's 50% DHA and it's lab grown, free of toxins. It's not rancid. It comes in, you know, Myron glass, super legit. And I just eat this stuff up. Like my body loves that stuff. Yeah, I mean, so- it comes in a, you know, a little dropper bottle and a couple of squeezes of the dropper is a couple thousand milligrams. And that's sort of your recommended daily dose. But I could chug half a bottle of that and my body's like, yes, yes, yes. I just love it. When you look at the amounts that they dosed that on were based on some bad studies. They used to say that from the parent fats, the linoleic acid, the alpha linoleic acid, 15% converted, meaning that humans need a certain amount because that's what converts. With new technology, they realized far less, 0.04 to 0.5% at best converts. So then they thought, well, many people have enzyme problems and aren't making enough conversion. They realize that's not true. That's not the issue. Rarely do people have conversion issues. So the amounts that we need are wrong. So my caution for you taking that much would be <laughs> slow down. Okay, okay. Do, do more of what we would do in the wild. Every once in a while, right. you would get that type of exposure, right? right. And, and I think you're fine. Because if point. I'm doing four droppers full, that's maybe like eating you know, a quarter pound of oysters or something like not you would, normal. You would never, yes. in, you're like yeah. in a natural setting, you would never get 
Yeah. That many oysters or abalone or whatever, right? Yeah. See, that's the thing, though, where I think I always err on the side of being extreme because also in nature, we would never be looking at this fluorescent light that is shining on us and, you know, being, it's like we almost have to, in my perspective, go a little too far the other way because we're fighting against so much negative input from our environment. There's an argument there, right? I mean, I think that you're right. I mean, I, listen, we're both biohackers at heart, right? So we love believing that and partly we might be right but to what degree i don't know yeah yeah i mean that's the thing with a lot of this stuff though is i think the body has its own innate wisdom because there's a lot of health things and i try them a little bit and i'm like yeah i don't know all the studies say this and the doctors say this but my body if i really get in tune with it is like yeah or maybe for a period i do like uh spirulina i'm like I used to take that stuff by the tablespoon and just make like water and spirulina and now i'm like eh, my body's not really I'm not after spirulina. We can bring this conversation full circle with okay, that comment okay. right there. Because, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally know what you're and saying. And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty tuned in. Sometimes I eat more vegetables, sometimes a little more meat, sometimes fish, but I'm more guided by my body. I, I think that's I'll, a really good approach. And I, last thing I'll say on that, this was a really good message that I got from my body. I like wild berries. I order them online. I get you know really high quality, very expensive wild berries, all different types of berries. The easiest ones being like the blueberries from Maine you can find at most health food stores. But there was a period where every night I was just like, I need berries, I need berries. And I would pound, you know, huge bowls of these wild blueberries and blackberries and raspberries and all these berries. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And around the same time, I started to notice that my vision, I was becoming a bit nearsighted, Yeah. you know, and it was like, wow, I think too much close-up time on computers and phones and blue light. I didn't know about that, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, for a few years. It probably had a lot to do with it. And then I just made this correlation. I was like, that's really interesting. I didn't know my eyes were starting to get kind of weak. Yeah. And my body's like screaming for berries and astaxanthin and other things like that. And I was like, why am I ramping up on that so hard? And then sort of made the correlation. And so... I'm finding that I'm fine-tuning more into things like that and, and really listening to my body's... Yeah, and I think my that's body's smart. Own, my, you know, rather mean, than cravings, it's more like an intuition. Absolutely, but very few people have that ability, let's face it. But I, right. you know, I think that is a really good thing. I know the days. I intermittent fast most days. So my first meal typically is until the afternoon. Some days I wake up, I just intuitively know I need to eat. That's part of my feast famine cycles, you know. Right. So diet variation we do seasonally, but I also do it weekly. There's certain one or two days a week where I eat a ton of food. Yeah. And then most days I fast most of the day, right? So that's variation. Yeah. But okay, so let's talk about what you said because you know, people listening, it can be so confusing. But I, I, I wanna make a simple point. Most people don't feel well today or not thriving today, not because of the lack of nutrition, nutrients, micronutrients, meaning vitamin A, B, C, K. I mean, there's five. Vitamin D is super lacking in people today because of sunscreen. I mean, I could go through a handful of, I think these are really magnesium would be one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not throwing it out completely, right? But most of the people that myself, my doctors see that are very sick, it's not the case. Now, do most of them have some of those? Yes, but we make those up very easy and quickly. Some things they feel better. But the reason most people are not getting well isn't about the micronutrients. It's more about the macros, meaning too much, like we said, they're just sugar burners, right? Too yeah. high of carbohydrates, maybe not enough fat. So that's one issue. And the toxins. This is the key. So the macronutrients, the carbohydrates, proteins, etc. we talked all about those dietary things. 
and the toxins. Remove the interference, the body does the healing. That's the key. So we go, we've gone full circle here to really, when we look at what's disrupting the cell, it's the macronutrient issue. Americans, whether we could argue what I consider a high carbohydrate diet in America, it's still a low carbohydrate diet. When I'm eating 100 to 150 grams of carbs, that's called high carb in my world. Right. <laughs> in, in the right. American studies on low carb, 180 grams of carbs a day, they were calling a low carb diet in a study. Wow. Yeah, right? It's hard for me to even get that wow, many. Wow, yeah. yeah. You so, don't have to sit there and like eat crackers all day. Absolutely. <laughs> like, so we, we have, we have <laughs> most people, as you pointed out, are eating bad fats, vegetable yeah. oils, which are rancid, the yeah. grain-fed meats, which are rancid. You yeah. know, this, these are macronutrient problems. Right. This is the issue. Right, so if we can change that and we can detox the cells correctly, that's how, as a group of doctors around the country, really around the world now, that's how we're getting sick people well. So the micronutrients, that's easy. You know, I mean, the spirulina, you know, all that's fine and just listen to your intuition, I think will yeah. guide you through it. Yeah. But the big battle is really what's happening at the cell and that is a macro issue and a toxin issue. Okay, so in closing, as we start to wrap this up, Give me a couple of the most obvious toxins, I think, that are very prevalent that people, well, not obvious, but ones that people might not be aware of. You mentioned the carpeting and off-gassing, mm -hmm. you know, some things like that, a couple of those hidden toxins, and then some steps that people could take, like, right away to start detoxing on a deeper level. I think that, uh, number one, I, I, when we look at the big ones that people are getting sick, mold is a problem. Right. Because I have a group of doctors, we see what's coming in. Why is mold a problem? Because of the way we're building buildings. We use drywall that has paper. Guess what the food for mold is? Cellulose. Paper. That's a bad idea. All you have to do is add water, and now you have mold. Right. Yeah, and if it's not dried for 36 hours, mold appears. And isn't it true that, and I've heard this, I want to see what you think, that even if you, you've built, say, a brand new house, beautiful home, right, million-dollar home, and you've got drywall inside, you paint everything, and it's never had any leaks, that you could have mold because the drywall was sitting outside while they were doing construction. It's Absolutely. sitting on pallets for Absolutely. a month or two. Yeah. Gets humidity, holds if the, not holds rain. Holds the moisture. Right. And you seal it. See, that's the other problem with the way we're building. <laughs> so, so lame. We've all seen buildings being built, right? You yeah. Know that plastic saran wrap that they coat the house in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes it more efficient. You know, it keeps the moisture out. But the problem is... It keeps the moisture and the chemicals in. Right. We're building these sealed contraptions <laughs> in our homes, right. uh, and they keep moisture in. Old homes used to have this natural circulation. They were just right. open, <laughs> right? right. You know, but now we're building it so airtight. The toxins don't get out, so you bring in new carpet, new furniture, with bromine, formaldehyde, all the chemicals, yeah. sealing it in, and then you're sealing in moisture. So you have a chemical soup and a mold trap. Right. And this is the way we're building buildings. So that's a problem. What's the effective way? Because I think the mold is something that's, be, you know, Dave did a documentary about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that's becoming a, a little more widely known. But a lot of people still are unaware of the effective ways to test for mold. Like people, yeah. if you hire your average company, they come out and they test the air yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. And test the, I mean, yeah, it's bullshit. It's, it's yeah, like it's a bullshit. fake yeah. test. Yeah. The one that I've heard, and I have it in my Evernote somewhere. I'll put it in the show Army. notes. but. What's it called? Ermi. Ermi? The yeah. Ermi test. Yeah. That's, and that's where you go swab that's stuff the, in your right, house. The dust and you go, right, where you're right. HVAC, get dust from different places. That's definitely a better test. And then, you, and then you send it in and they test yeah. it and they tell you how much mold and the different strains and exactly, all that, right? Yeah. Okay. And then here's a really good test people can take. You can get online. VCS, like Victor, Cat, Sam, okay. VCS, test.com. 
Cool. And it's a five-minute visual contrast test. You can donate $10, and it's a very accurate way to assess your oh neurotoxic God, really? exposure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, All of my do doctors that. use it. Wow. Yeah. So they have tests in their office that are okay. a little more accurate than the one online, but sure. y'all, the listeners can go to vcstest.com as a starting point, okay. and you'll pass or fail the test. Your visual okay. contrast is very sensitive to neurotoxins. Okay. So really so, easy. so mold and then making sure that we're cleaning the air inside the home, you know, air purifiers, filters, that kind of stuff. Get a, you add it. People are always like, what filter do I yeah. have? Add something called ERV, energy okay. return ventilator. Okay. You hook them up to your HVAC and it brings constant fresh air and it brings out stale air. So it's creating what modern homes don't have. It's creating wow. simple circulation, less mold, less toxins. That's the key. Cool. Making these simple steps. My gosh, yeah. you can buy you know cleaners for your counters. I mean, don't use store-bought cleaners. They're yeah. loaded with... Don't use fabric softener. Change your laundry detergent. I mean, yeah. Simple changes. Yeah. On my website, I have the toxic top 10. I mean, it's, oh, I, I cool. have exchanges for each of those things. That's awesome. our number one. Remove the sources. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll, so. Send, we'll send people there. Yep, absolutely. Um, there's the <laughs> listeners, you might hear, they just... A yeah, speaker, I hear it in a there. A speaker yeah. must have just ended. I'm like, it's already loud in here, but I'm yeah. like, damn they just started bumping some techno in yeah, there I, I hear it so we'll go ahead and wrap it up yeah because um, i think you know obviously you have a large body of work they can listen yes. to your podcast people can go to your site and can dive thousands deeper. of articles yeah. yeah i think we've given people a nice sort of intro and an overview here so in closing i'm going to ask you my final question and that is you've taught me a lot today i always think i'm kind of hip and I know my stuff and then I interview someone like, ah, like, oh, shit, I got to look at this <laughs> Omega sixes or whatever it happens yeah, to be. You know? If you give my email, I'll send you some stuff. You can All right, put it cool. The, so the, you've the, taught me a lot and our listeners a lot today. Who have been three influences on, on your practice and your teaching? Like who are three top dogs for you in terms of teachers or philosophies or teachings that you might point our audience to? You know, there was a, a gentleman who just passed and I, I want to do him right. You know, Andy Cutler, was he was the first part of what I call true cellular detox is using true binders correctly. And he was the first to take a true binder like DMSA and DMPS and say, we have to use it in the half-life. Myself and my doctors have used that like that for years. And it was, Andy was a PhD, a very bright guy, and he deserves credit for all of that. When you, number one, you have to use real binders. Cilantro, Corella, they're very weak. When you're dealing with things like heavy metals and biotoxins, you have to use real ones and you have to use them within its half-life. So Cutler really changed my uh, thinking on that. I'm going to interject, before the other two, I'm uh, going to interject a quick question, something I've been using lately because this lead thing is irritating me. Mm -hmm. I, I want it gone. Uh, is I've been using something called biophilum, which is a really potent kelp extract. Yes. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I am. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I they th use it I in Chernobyl it, to get radiation out of people. Oh, like, right, that's got to do something. Yeah, I mean, it's look. I think that again, it's probably in the category of like a moderate binder. Honestly, really, yeah, not uh, that it, powerful. It, it is. You need something when you're dealing, especially like things like heavy metals yeah. that really grabs on. And BSDMSA used within their half life, yeah. as Cutler pointed out, is yeah. is a tool. Okay, cytodetox is. I talked about it from stage. It's a particle that grabs on. We use it because it goes into the cell. Alpha-lipoic acid used correctly is part of our brain phase, and it's okay. a fat-soluble that has the ability to penetrate the cell membranes. Right. And so, I mean, all of that I talk about okay. it's on my website. Cool, cool. I, you know, I, I was just curious. I was like, yeah, oh, I got yeah. to ask this before I forget, because I've been doing that, and 
Modified citrus pectin. Yeah, modified citrus. It, again, it's a more of a mild okay. binder. Okay. Um, I don't so think there's I any do, problem. Say I do like um, I do a niacin flush, then an infrared sauna, then I take those binders afterward. Am I am I moving it'll, the needle it, at it all? It will help. It'll move the needle on general toxins. Okay. okay. But heavy metals, not the cellular far, level. You have to use true binders for heavy okay. metals. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole show on that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think other people. Yeah. Two more. I mentioned Martin Paul. I learned a lot about cellular inflammation from Martin Paul's work and. Okay. I think he was a pioneer in these, you know, feedback loops and for multiple chemical sensitivity, which I suffered with. He had a major, you know, impact on me and you know, changed my world. Cool. You know, and um, I think uh, I really don't want to put it down to one other person because I, I feel like then I, I start to, <laughs> I, I just, my brain just went, well, if I had, uh, yeah, 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 you know, it's like, you know, I'll do, my, my, you know, it, two's good. That's uh, you fine. Know, I, in my, in one of my books, I, I talked about my father and he was a bricklayer and my father was the bricklayer who knew nothing about health, but knew everything about health. I think I got my foundation from my father. I did. And That's he cool. was in the war and he doctored me. I think I went to the wow. hospital one time. Every wound, my wow. father stitched me up, and you know he just was that guy. And a lot of my courage cool. uh, to try cool. things, everything. My father, my natural approach, my father, everything. So it was my father, the Italian bricklayer. Yeah, that's perfect, man. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. A lot of people that I ask that question, they'll be like, you know what? It was this one nanny that I had when I was a kid. Or some people will say, Jesus Christ. Or you know, like it's very random. Like, who are your teachers? And sometimes yeah. it gets very intimate and someone close that no one's heard of. And sometimes it's very broad. So thank you for that. Well, I'd cool. put Jesus Christ above it all. That's, yeah, my, that's, that's cool. That, that's that is cool. part of my belief. But yeah. those three. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. And then lastly, where can people find your website, social mm -hmm. media, anything you want to promote? If they just go to dr. Like dr. 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 Yeah. Then my last name, P O M P A dot com. So drpompa.com. It's all there. Cool. I have my podcasts, everything. Awesome, so, man. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, me, man. man. I'm really great. glad we got great. to spend some time. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Really, thank you. All right, quick, somebody grab a dustpan and a broom so we can sweep up all the exploded skulls from the floor. Is your mind blown? My mind is blown. Dr. Dan Pompa, man, what a wealth of information. I learned a lot in that episode. Now I've been geeking out on his site, listening to his podcast. I'm going all in because that hour was just like a teaser. I'm, I have a feeling this dude knows a lot more and I'm going to learn it and I'm going to apply it. It's really, really important, you guys, that we... Um, develop a detox protocol. I mean, I'm sorry, even if you're not as into health and biohacking and all this stuff as I am, just living pretty much anywhere in the world, and especially if you live in a city like I do, your body just gets wrecked from uh, toxins in the environment and in our diet and in our water. I mean, there's just no way to avoid it. We live in a really, really polluted world, unfortunately. So in order to live a long, healthy, happy life, I really believe detox has got to be a part of your... Uh, protocol and Dan seems to have figured that shit out you know what I'm saying so let's get over to his site let's check it out and start applying some of that stuff and um, you know everything with moderation I try not to be paranoid and spend too much negative energy being afraid of all the toxins in my body and stuff like that but um, I'm actually in the middle of a detox right now similar to the stuff that Dan does and I'm feeling really good I think at least once a year it's good for us to all address that okay so I hope this episode provided some value to you I want to invite you to take a couple steps to keep this thing going. 
One would be to join my email list. This is really important, you guys, because every time I put out an episode, we're mentioning anywhere from you know 25 to 50 links and resources on average. That's way too much for any of our little brains to comprehend. I want you guys to sit back and enjoy each episode and not be sitting there trying to take notes or screen grab or timestamp where things were talked about. I take meticulous show notes of every single episode and my show producer, Tati, researches every link. So anything that's mentioned in any one of my episodes is readily available, but you have to get on my email list in order to get these notes. How you do it is super, super easy. There's two ways. You can just text me, okay? Text the word lifestylist to the number 44222. That's one word, all lowercase, just pause this and do it right now. Like open your text. Ready? Okay. Now play. I'm going to lead you through this. Text the number 44222. And all you're going to say is one word, all lowercase, lifestylist. Text the word lifestylist to 44222. Then it's going to prompt you to enter your email. No one's ever going to text you back or let out your phone number. Just going to have you enter your email. And then each week I'll send you announcements of the show releases and video releases with all of those links included. Now, if you don't want to do it on text, super easy URL to find. Just go to lukestory.com forward slash newsletter and you can enter your name and email there and I'll send you all the chronic goodies for free. So email list, super important to stay connected and stay engaged. Next thing I'd like you to do is to join my brand new Facebook group. What? Yes. A couple months ago, I had the idea, you know what? I need to have a central hub where we can all live and hang out. It's too hard to answer all the questions that people send in on Instagram and Twitter and uh, direct messaging on um, Facebook pages. It just It's too much. So I was just like, hey, let's all find one place where we can hang out. So if you have a question about EMFs or meditation or whatever you want to talk about, rather than sending me a private message that I probably won't have time to get to and you'll think I'm a dick and I'm ignoring you, when I'm actually not, I'm just overwhelmed and too busy with too much stuff to do. Now you can ask that question at the Lifestylist Podcast private group on Facebook and I will answer it and everyone else will get to see the answer. So it's a place where we can all really build a safe, cool, fun community. To join the Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Lifestylist Podcast or just open your Facebook page, your homepage in the search field, put The Lifestylist Podcast, and you should be able to find the group. Request to join, we'll let you in, and we are going to hang out and have a party. Okay, I think that's it. So join the email list, come join the Facebook group, and don't forget to tune in next Tuesday for number 122 with my friend Young Pueblo, recorded in New York City, where we talk all about modern Buddhism. Peace out. See you then.